When I fall, I got parachutes. 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 What you gonna say? What you gonna do? What you gonna gonna Is what they say true? And all these questions, I make sure I am still on top. And all these questions, I make sure this train is hard to stop. No matter what I say or do, no matter the song or two, it's me you cannot drop. I'm in a parachute up in the sky. I- I'm in a parachute. I'm soaring down. Parachute. I'm soaring down. When I fall, I got parachute. Politicize every song I sing. Tell you about a reality. You're living in a virtual reality. You're sucking on the tit that feeds you lies. Getting screwed by a system of ties to our demise. We are blamed. Why blame us? That's insane. All we know is pain. Control us for 300 years. Saw epitome of fears in a machine that broke us. Made us get out of focus. Preacher told us stop that hocus pocus. Look what we had. Our culture was just a fad. What they didn't still do is sad. It makes me mad. Why be racist? It's made us faceless. Made us into your slaves. Land slaves for your wage. In this first world country, you're the entitled. Repeat and recycle. Put more money in guns. We make war to be free. We make war to be free. Are we really? Giving it my all. Giving it my all. Good morning. Welcome to Wake the all. F Up on UMFM 101.5. Thursday mornings, 11 to 11.30. My name is Christina. I use she, her pronouns. And my name is Karan and I use he, him pronouns. The UMFM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba, located on Treaty 1 territory, the original lands of Anishinaabe, Nihayawak, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. Thanks, Kara. So, we are right in the middle of Pledgerama. Tomorrow will be the final day of Pledgerama, and what Pledgerama is all about is collecting donations for your favorite 100% listener-supported radio station. So, I'm going to get cheesy for a second here, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about how I, uh, my relationship with the radio, essentially. So, I had the option to listen to the radio in my car for many years prior to this, and I often wouldn't do it because I found that the radio stations that I was listening to before often just kind of had the same 50 songs playing over and over and over, especially considering the fact that I would generally tune in at the same time every day and then they would have the same programming at the same time every day. And it, I, was, I got really sick of some songs mm-hmm. r- real fast. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into the UMFM station here, I was like, oh, it's different programming every day, even if you tune in at the same time. The variety and interesting new things you learn is unlike any other radio station I've ever listened to. With that in mind, if you have any kind of similar relationship with the radio station and found that UMFM was the radio station for you, we encourage you to call our pledge number, which is 204-474-6610. We have our volunteers waiting on the line for you to make your donations. Donations of $25 and up will get you a Friends with Benefits card, some UMFM stickers, and a set of UMFM pins. And that's just one of the examples of the sweet incentives that we have for our generous donors and and my favorite personal donation is 101.5 uh which is if you donate 101.5 dollars you get a friends with benefits card umfm stickers pins a coffee mug the umfm hot sauce your choice of the plaid shirt or a umfm hat and i think that's 
pretty friggin' sweet. So yeah, call 204-474-6610 to donate, especially if you have resonated with any of the shows. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to all the listeners of Wake the F Up. If you are in a position where you can make a donation, please consider so. With that in mind, let's begin whatever we're angry about today. So what's that today, Christina? Well, so we're university students, so we are very aware of the fact that right now is midterm week. So that's what a lot of us will lovingly refer to as Halloween. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is this an attack? Because before (laughs) beginning the show, literally, that's what I said to Christina. And and please, 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 please be okay with my voice because I do sound dead inside. And it's just because of midterm season. Yeah, it's a reflection of your reality right now. Uh, Wow, that's scary. Uh, (laughs) Wish you hadn't put it that way. I am am so sorry, um, (laughs) but you have three midterms. I'm not sure how you're surviving. And unfortunately, that's the story with a lot of people right now. So um, we thought that it might be a great idea to talk about some social constructs that are in existence as a result of capitalism. My favoritism. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. The, existen- the existential dread is setting in. Oh, okay. Lovely. Yep. Um, <laughs> so one really interesting revelation I had. So one of the things that I learned relatively recently was that I, I read this. I read this post online where it was basically talking about how productivity and the idea of being productive, like this, is valuable in the eyes of a society that sees through the lens of capitalism. And when I learned this, I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, no way. Because if you think about it, how many people judge, so like define their own self-worth based on their own productivity? The busier you are, the more like rewarded you are societally like if you wake up at four in the morning and you you know drink coffee and go to a thousand meetings a day that's glorified that's that's how you make your worth in this society and if you do this more and more and you can move up the sort of capitalist hierarchy then that's the ultimate definition of success is having power over things and stuff by means of how much you can produce And I am extremely bad for this because this is how I define my self-worth. I am extremely, I am extremely guilty of this because, well, I woke up a little late today and I'm just a lazy piece of crap. Yeah, literally. And And we hear, I I hear you saying that and that sucks to hear and I hear my friends defining themselves like that and well obviously I define myself like that like I'm just like oh great I'm late again like I'm just completely useless to this society and there's this whole like even with university students there's this whole aesthetic you know like well I had six cups of black coffee today so totally I am all burnt out but haha it's okay I'm living my life and it's this mm-hmm. you know like I am busy. I am trying to be productive and I am like killing it. But more often than not, it's just detrimental. And I remember when I used to glorify all of the work that I do, but not in good methods. Mm -hmm. So if I pull all nighters in like two consecutive days, I would be like, "Hmm, look at me. I'm such a productive human being. Mm -hmm. But That was actually killing me. I remember that I had to put up a poster in my room that said, 
stop glorifying burning out. Stop glorifying running on fumes. Coffee is not a nutritional uh, health element or whatever. And I had to remind myself of these things because I had glorified and internalized it to such a high extent. Mm -hmm. And it was actually killing me. Yeah. And I think so many people on this campus and in Winnipeg can relate to that, that feeling like this is how you're defined. It doesn't matter what you do to get what you need done, done. It's how much you can produce. It's how much you can accomplish. And the pains that you go through, you know, one night, one series of nights, several weeks without getting proper sleep and sometimes longer. This is a way of life. This is completely dominating how people are defining their self-worth. And it is literally just another capitalist social construct. Because think of how many things it kills. Because if I were to, I don't know, like if I'm passionate about something and my work or my schoolwork that, you know, is more so an obligation is kind of getting in the way of that. uh, I, I need to be productive. I need to kill my creative side. I need mm-hmm. to kill my passions in order to be a productive person. I don't know if I listen to music or watch Netflix and, you know, explore artists that I like, for example, for half an hour a day. I don't think I can justify that to this whole essence of this whole idea of productivity that I've created in my mind. Mm-hmm. I can't justify doing things that I like because I'm not being productive enough because I'm just being a lazy yeah, absolutely. And on that note, once again, UMFM is volunteer-run radio station. This is something that a lot of really passionate people are coming together and working towards, and that's what makes running this radio station possible. So if you're interested in donating, making a pledge, the phone number is 204-474-6610. And, and again, just to remind you, like this, what I just said about my creative aspects being killed off because of this notion of productivity that I have in my mind... UMFM actually helps me to release a lot of that creative energy mm-hmm. every time I record a show with Christina. So if you want to support anti-capitalist <laughs> notions... Here we go, yeah. Like, this please, is the station to support. Please spend more money. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so hypocritical. But no, genuinely, like this is completely I, run on passion. Definitely. And I am so thankful for UMFM to have like given me this platform because... Mm-hmm. How many other radio stations would accept show called Wake the F Up where literally about feminism? F is feminism, like no one would. So please again call 204-474-6610 if you are able to donate. Please make a donation. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. Another topic that's that I've sort of seen coming up in relation to some really fun capitalist social constructs as of late. So when you think of like environmental issues, for example, you know, you always hear the messages, turn off the water while you're brushing your teeth and, you know, reduce shower times, recycle, compost, et cetera, et cetera, which is all great advice. Absolutely do that. But then you look at the fact of like who is actually responsible for the most environmental harm? Who is actually choosing to dump our waste into the ocean rather than somewhere where it'll be less harmful to the entire planet's health? And who's choosing to ship all of our recycling to China? That's not your everyday folk. That is the capitalists. That's the people in power who are 
committing these atrocities and then trying to shift the responsibility away from themselves as usual and pinning it on the blame of just oh well it's everybody else it's the fact that you're not you're not recycling blah 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 this is the this is the problem of the everyday folk and maybe if you all band together then you'll solve this problem and it's like no that's actually gaslighting yet again that's (laughs) alexa play christina annihilating capitalism it's my favorite song So yeah, um, while it is absolutely important to do these things that will help the environment, it's not us that's making the decision to go mining in an ecosystem that is absolutely being demolished. It's not our decision and, you know, they don't really have our support when they go and they choose to lay down another pipeline through indigenous territory. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I said it. (laughs) Yes, call him out. Yeah, so it's important to basically take these take these things into consideration and remember that yes, we can do our part, but don't kill yourself with the expectation that it isn't like the weight of the world is on your back. This weight has been shifted disproportionately onto you, onto the everyday person. The shift of blame needs to go back to where it came from. It needs to go back to the corporations and their horrible cost avoidant environmentally detrimental habits. If you oppose the refusal of carbon tax that is happening in Manitoba, please email or call your representatives and voice your opinion because it's extremely important that you do so. Thank you for reminding me of that, Christina, by the way, because that is something that's happening in Manitoba, Ontario, etc. And people seem to be loving the idea that we won't get taxed more and we will use other alternatives to save the environment. And it's not really the case because studies have shown that carbon tax actually helps in initiatives of saving the environment. So if mm-hmm. you oppose that, please, please, please call your representatives at the ledge to let them know how displeased you are by this decision of the conservative government. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you for that. That's <clears throat> we can talk about <clears throat> the various ways in which I disagree with the conservative government. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a mood. <laughs> Another thing that comes to mind for me when I think of the plethora of beneficial social constructs by capitalism that like to weave their way into our brains only to be internalized by us and lead to a completely horrible state of mental health for a lot of people. There's this thing, I think it's called the myth of scarcity. So they like to peddle this idea that, or basically things that might support and lead you to believe that there's not enough resources in the world currently to support our population. And this leads to a lot of people being angry about overpopulation and overconsumption and all these things. And the thing is, the majority of things are being consumed by a small percentage at the top. It's not... It's not the working class. It's not us, you know, your everyday folk who are just buying enough and uh, like enough food to support ourselves, maybe throwing out a little bit at the end of the week. It's not our fault that the world is going hungry. It's the fact that there's such a huge 
a, a bad distribution of wealth like it's all at the top so yes if everybody lived like the richest people on earth yeah we would run out of resources for that but if everybody lived with just enough that they needed to support themselves then we would have more than enough resources there is enough food on this earth to feed every single person there's enough resources on this earth currently to support a decent quality of life for every single person so this is something that comes to mind for me whenever I'm talking with friends or I see this theme. It comes up in movies a lot that overpopulation is a huge problem. Oh, you just get so frustrated with people and people are just pulling dumb crap all the time. And ugh, there's just too many people on this earth. And, you know, we just need to get rid of the dumb half of them, which, you know, everybody thinks it's everybody but themselves. And it just leads to this mentality where people are pitted against each other and just perpetuates the idea of people not wanting to relate to one another oh i'm not even going to bother with the majority of people they just can't see things my way there's just too many people on this earth anyways and it's just this overwhelming thing but it's this again comes down to this mentality that's being peddled by capitalism in order to keep things the way that they are but realizing that was definitely something that made a change in my life like I I used to be worse like if you can imagine that I know so many university students who in their first few years like just completely like like I don't know any I know me I can probably count on one hand the people who had an okay time their first few years of university like you're stepping into adulthood mm-hmm. and you are thrown into all these courses and it's just it's it's so much and then a lot of people have to work as well the university schedule is so different from what high school looks like and you're forced to adapt and and you're encouraged to participate in all these things on campus and you're just encouraged to do more 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 and then the people who fail to do that which is the majority of people because it's just too much for one person to get used to all at once It's impossible unless you can band together and get good advice and be part of a community. And even so, that it's something that takes a long time and it doesn't happen at the pace that the university expects it to happen. I've definitely met a lot of people, a lot of friends on the campus who over the years, like they were able to sort of find themselves, find their balance, figure out their study habits. And almost every single person, I think, that has found any semblance of balance within all this madness and this doesn't just apply for university i think it probably applies to anyone in their early adulthood um, or anybody that's at any stage of their life and just finding themselves thrown into absolute chaos and expected to figure out how to do scheduling and figure out how to do everything it is that they need to do Um, in order to stay sane i think you have to make some kind of realization that this is not entirely what is defining you like you have to like say if you have some kind of outside thing like if you even if you just have a good relationship with whoever you're living with if you have some good roommates or you have a good relationship with your family then you have that in order to remind you like this is not all that life is about and I think you have to have that fallback you have to have something else that you can identify with you have that family, you have those roommates, you have this, I don't know, group of volunteers that you relate with, that's you for who you are. You have this sports team or something, some kind of hobby, something else that will take you away from the idea that work and school is the only thing that's in your life. Because when you see those people who all they do is work and school, yes, you can survive like that. Yes, you can be successful and productive like that, but it will take a toll on you. And 
I'm sure I know that there's lots of people that have lived their entire lives that way. And I'm going to be so bold as to say that I, I don't think they're living a life as fulfilled as they could be because I don't think it's possible to live an entirely fulfilling existence if all you're striving for is material gains. I'm speechless. <laughs> because, yeah. Oh, yeah, that shared. <laughs> On the subject of that chair, I don't know if you guys just heard that chair that Karen's sitting on. It totally just squeaked. Um, <laughs> there it goes again. Um, if you're interested in UMFM having better chairs, please, <laughs> please, please, please help. I'm just kidding. Call to make a pledge at 204-474-6610. Our volunteers are standing by to take your donations. <laughs> Call today, make donations if you are able to, 204-474-6610. We would really appreciate new chairs. Um, don't tell the people that you're pledging to that we made that request. We don't want them to know that we don't like the squeaky chair that makes this noise every time <laughs> I move it. Um, it's a non-issue, really, as I sit in a comfortable chair in a devo- developed country. It's, it's really not a big issue. But anyway, support <laughs> UMFM, which is a totally volunteer-based and listener-based radio. So, yeah, there's that. What Christina said about the one, the top 1% always living their lives to the fullest really reminds me of the time when I truly first looked up to communism. <laughs> so this is back in Mumbai when I used to teach English to kids that were in an orphanage they were primarily female kids and they were mostly all hiv positive so they had either been abandoned or they their parents had passed away and they had no relatives that could take care of them Mm -hmm. so they were completely like in a volunteer run orphanage and i used to go there to teach them english and um kind of help them out with their schoolwork and stuff because they really valued education and which is which Mm -hmm. is great so I used to go there and I remember one Sunday when I went there just to kind of play play with them, give them some like support or help in, in their homework. I see this rich family rolls up in their convoy of BMWs and Mercedes. and A just whole convoy? Oh, absolutely. There were like five cars for about six people. Um, all of them driven by their private chauffeurs. And yeah, yeah, totally. It was... Uh, definitely messed up because it was not in the greatest area of the city too so it was definitely sticking out Mm -hmm. and they come up in their hoity-toity clothes and jewelry etc they come in make this generous donation don't really care about the kids though because whatever right like we're here for the photo op Mm -hmm. they the only time they talk to the kids is when they wanted to take photos with them for whatever business they're running maybe they just wanted to say oh hey cool like look we support all this ethical stuff and that was when i really was extremely pissed off that really 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 bothered me because i'm here where like i come from a middle class family so my parents are working hard i come here volunteer my time i am the person who's actually making the change and i'm measuring my productivity and my contribution in this world based on 
all as, as we talked about based on all these measures these parameters and i am trying to make a good change in this world by mm-hmm. volunteering my time and not to say that i am like putting myself on a pedestal at all like that's how normal yeah, no. normal people should behave they should volunteer <laughs> their times especially mm-hmm. towards places of where they need it mm-hmm. anyway these people just waltz right in write a l- check that'll probably last i don't know a month in groceries mm-hmm. And think they've done this huge favor on all these poor, needy kids. And patting themselves on the back. patting themselves on the back. And they just leave. They don't actually care about the kids. Not, they didn't ask a single kid what their name was. (laughs) Wow. And that's when I was like, wow. Must be nice to be rich. Must be (sighs) nice to not be able to hold, or to not have to hold yourself to the standard. The certain parameter that, oh. Well, I, I I got tons of money, man. Like I donated what, like a thousand dollars from the millions that I have to this one orphanage. <laughs> I'm sure this will be fine. This is this is great. I'm doing great work. Okay, back to my limousine now. And that's that that was the turning point for me. That's when I really realized the world sucks. And that's what th- that was wow. the most prime example of capitalism that I can think of. Wow. Because it just doesn't have monetary aspects, of course. There's these social aspects that we often don't tend to think about. Wow. Okay. On that note, we're pretty much uh, at the end of our time here. So important takeaways from the show. Um, Your self-worth is not defined by your productivity. Your sense of environmentalism is not how good you are to the environment. It should not be a measure of your self-worth because the blame should be at, at the corporations, literally. Like, um, do your part, but do your part. Yes. don't beat yourself up with it because it's not all your fault. Yeah, exactly. And if you're worried about the world being overpopulated, just know that there's probably a large chance that you are getting that idea from capitalism's myth of scarcity. So that's all the time that we have for this time. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet, be sure to make a pledge to UMFM at 204-474-6610. Our volunteers are standing by. Please make a donation. I love UMFM. I stand. Yes. Please. Yeah, same. Thanks so much, Care. Thanks, Christina. Thrive. Most importantly, I will survive.